0: Welcome to the Information Security Collective. You're listening to an episode of Insecurity We Trust with Ali Diamond and Tish Harper. You're about to hear from industry professionals, learn about their life in InfoSec, what it takes to work in the field, and what it's really like to take security to its breaking point. Enjoy the conversations as Ali and Tish discuss all things security with their guests and possibly stir things up along the way. Welcome to Insecurity We Trust. My name is Tish. You can find me at Little Miss Muffin Cup on Twitter. Uh, Allie, unfortunately, couldn't make it here today, but she'll be back next week. And it's okay. You can go ahead and dry your eyes because we have the incredible David, also known as Makeshift, sure, Twitter, with us today. Um, Hey, David, how's it going?
1: It's gone How about yourself.
0: <laughs> I'm all right back here. A little um hot and bothered cuz I'm still in the Caribbean. Oh, lucky Soaking you. Started snowing here. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I looked out. I looked I looked outside. There was sunshine and palm trees. <laughs> I opened up Twitter there was snow everywhere and I was like, wow. "Yep. It's a good day to wake up here." <laughs> So what we usually do with guests is we like you to go ahead and do your own introduction. Let us know about yourself, your journey, anything you want to let us know. And then, you know, we can take it from there after.
1: Okay. Yeah. I am David Fraley, uh, better known as Makeshift on Twitter and Discord. And I am the one of the Republic of Hackers admins. Um and i am currently a information security analyst so and that's pretty much the the titles that i carry um yeah and i guess as far as the the journey and everything goes um i started off in help desk i did help desk for about 3 years and just got kind of got tired of doing the same old you know clearing out tickets and you yeah. know running around all over the place which by the way is a whole story in and of itself um but i just i had a i ended up getting a an associate's degree in cybersecurity. oh nice and yeah and, and like i wanted to use it you know and i felt like mm-hmm. it's you know i, I didn't want to be one of those statistics where you know i have a degree and i never use it you know and i spent all say this you money don't want to
0: be me just just say it say it i don't want <laughs> <Just> say it <laughs>
1: No, but I mean, it's it's true. I mean, there, there I are know. a ton of people that, yeah, they, they spend all this money going Absolutely. to college and everything and they never end up using their degree. So I didn't want to be that. I loved cybersecurity. I still do. And I was like, what do I need to do to kind of jumpstart myself into this industry? Mm-hmm. And I decided that I was going to go for the security plus. And between doing that and then I was like, okay, well, what's something that, you know might kind of give me a little bit more of the edge and maybe kind of somewhat skip going the traditional route of you know applying to all these different places putting out right. your resume and so i started networking on twitter and i gained a huge following i gained huge friends i just that would that's my forte i mean i i am very much a a people person i think i kind of I think I'm kind of one of the outlier people because I think a lot of people in tech they're not super outgoing yeah, and extroverted. Yeah, they're
0: introverted and they're in their cubicles and you know. Yeah, they <laughs>
1: very much like to keep to themselves, and I am the opposite. I am like I live by myself and work from home. I'm like this is not me. Like I do it because I, you know, it's it's getting me into the field and everything.
0: Right. But, You're ready man, to go into the I, office.
1: Yeah, it's like I want to go into the office, but my office is over in Minnesota. So that's not going to be happening anytime soon.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I guess so that that brings us to what do you do right now?
1: I am an information security analyst and I work remote. So I won't disclose the company name or anything just for security purposes. But yeah, I, my, my day-to-day is, I, I mean, gosh, I do a, a plethora of different things. I can... I clear out alerts. I investigate them more. Like if we get, we get, you know, report of, uh, like some malware or whatever on somebody's system, I investigate it. I'll run, you know, scans on their system. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been even, I've been known to do even things as far as updating policy. Um, so what I'll do is I'll look at what we already have in place and I'll find a better way to improve upon it, which is really where I like kind of throwing my my you know my uh my my weight around i like taking like what we have Mm -hmm. and going man how can i make this better to where it's not you know because obviously like we know how security can kind of
0: pull you it can kind
1: of keep people down and and, you know you don't want to do the whole big brother thing so it's like well how can i make this better and still make it efficient for everybody else and that's It's a lot of fun. Without
0: without being scattered all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So are you a red team or blue team?
1: I am definitely blue team. And it's really funny that you asked that because (laughs) when, well, because it was one of those things like when we first, like when I first got into cybersecurity, you know, and I started studying it, I was very much like a lot of people in our Mm -hmm. industry where they go, Hacking, pen testing, red teaming, hacking, like all yeah. that. And it that was the thing that drew me in. I mean, that's that's what got me into wanting to do this stuff. But as I got my job and as I started kind of studying a little bit more of the blue team, I've really grown to like it. Like it's, it's a actually a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's that's. I, I definitely do the blue teaming stuff during the day.
0: You know, it's, it's sometimes so rare that you have someone on a podcast and you go, are you red team, blue team? And they jump into blue team and they're so ecstatic about it. And the energy is there. And we, we definitely have like a little passion for this, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and I, like, I guess, I, you know, I guess I'm, I'm one of the
1: people too. That's kind of, I don't want to say the outlier or whatever, but I mean, I definitely still have the passion for the red team. Like, it's still a lot of fun. I mean, you know, how often can you sit back and say, oh, you break things for a living or you're, you know, you're paid to to test the security of somebody. You can, you know, obviously within scope, but you can just throw whatever you want at them. I mean, you can run through your list of tools and go, oh, I'm going to use this. And if this doesn't work, okay, I'm going to use this. And it's just that aspect's a lot of fun. But there's there's a little bit of... And I don't even know the word for it, but there's just there's something about the blue team that I do really enjoy. I think it's just like the research. It's having to have, you know, making sure everything because it's like, you know, like they always say, like red teaming, you only have to be right once. Yep. But if you're blue team, you have to be right all the time. So it's like it's making sure that. You're kind of covered across all your bases and everything, and it's just yeah. I don't know. There's there's something about it that that's very very appealing to me.
0: I kind of link it towards um, standing up to the bully.
1: <laughs> yeah, it very much is. Yeah. So. All right.
0: So you also said that you are the admin of a Discord. You want to elaborate yes. on that for us? What is what what what's up with the Discord Republic of yeah. Rapids, if I'm correct?
1: Yes. These guys,
0: <laughs> they, 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 they should t-shirt. be proud of me.
1: I've, it's the first time I actually like started getting some of our own merch. We had it, our merch store up for like the longest time. And I just oh, wow. didn't buy anything. And it wasn't like that. I didn't want to. It was just like, there were so many other things I was throwing money at. I was just like buying another t-shirt's probably not something I really need right now. Um, But no, yeah. So I... Oh man, this is going to be a, this is a doozy. So a long time ago, I had actually came up with my own discord called Hackers United. okay, And it was geared towards teaching people, you know, like the different hacking techniques, how to do it ethically, passing any certifications, you know, just kind of helping people get started. Yeah. And I ended up kind of befriending uh, a guy who goes by the name Zero UID and me and him kind of started talking and he was like, oh, he goes, well, let me send you an invite to my server. So I did that and we kind of exchanged invites and after about a week or two, maybe even a little bit longer than that, I'm sure he'll correct me if he watches it. um, We both started realizing that it was like the motives of both of our servers were the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like we were both trying to help people get their foot into the the industry and, and helping them learn different concepts and, and techniques and everything and so i we, we kind of reached out to one another and we were like hey mm-hmm. i only have like about a hundred people in mind you've got like 30 why don't we just merge them like it just it makes sense to both of us and he goes right. yeah and he's like fantastic idea let's do Aww. it so we ended up merging them and we ended up kind of i don't know what i think we kept it uh hack the planet for a little bit before
0: okay i was just about to ask how did it become how did you get the name who picked it
1: to be totally honest with you i don't remember who came up with hack the planet or uh, republic of hackers i (laughs) i don't remember who was the first one to kind of come up with that because we kind of went through a phase of like rebranding where we were like don't really want to keep the same smiley face logo we don't want to have Hack the Planet as the name because, you know, it's something that was yelled in the movie Hackers all the time. Um, So we kind of wanted to kind of, you know, I re-identify ourselves as something different that separates us from the, like a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's when we came up with Republic of Hackers. And it was just, it fit. Everybody liked it that was on our staff. And we just kind of rolled with it. And it was really cool because... We started off with the thirty people that were initially on his server. I brought over people from mine, and today we're over a thousand members strong.
0: Oh wow, that's awesome! And how long have you had the Discord for? When you guys merged, what? How long has that been?
1: I think we're just a little over a year now. Okay. Yeah. So still very new, but we've seen massive growth in the short amount of time that we've been on. And it's what's really, really cool about the Republic of hackers is one, the the people on our staff are phenomenal. I mean, they are some of my best friends on the internet. I love jumping in every morning and talking to these guys. And, you know, it, it's almost kind of like a morning meeting, like, but it's with people that you actually like, you know, not everybody right. likes sitting back and meeting with managers and other people, mm-hmm. you know, in the departments we get together, you know, we kind of sit back and chit chat. We talk about stuff that we did the night before or over the weekend, you know, maybe things that we're, we're working on currently or things that mm-hmm. we're stuck on. It's just this, you know, this great group of people and individuals. And I just, I absolutely love, you know, running that server with them. Um, but the best thing about Republic of hackers is the people that make that server up every single <laughs> one of them like that's not me just like bragging or trying to brown nose anybody like that is a hundred and ten percent like that, that server even. would not be what it is without the people that are the members we've got people that are you know on our staff that are helping people with resume reviews and and doing mock interviews with people to help prepare them for jobs we've helped people get jobs we've helped people pass certifications we have i mean i always tell people to go on to twitter and network with people right you have over a thousand people on our server that you can network with yeah i mean absolutely. there's just yeah like you can network and meet up with people on there and we've got a bunch of different channels that you can stream stuff on. So you can stream like if you're working on a try hack me room or a hack the box and you can stream it and other people will jump in and watch you. I did it just today. I wasn't even doing any like hacking. I was just doing some blue team stuff. And I had a bunch of people jump in and they were kind of helping me out with some things. And it's just like, there's like a camaraderie, you know, it's like, we're not there to put you down. We're Mm -hmm. not there to, to, you know, give you a bunch of crap or anything if you don't know a particular topic or skill or anything like we're all there to help one another. So if you don't know something, ask for help, do some research. You know, you've got people that you can reach out to. Um, Another thing that real quick that we've been really working to try to bring to the server are more events. So... We actually, I believe it's th- this Thursday, I think it's this Thursday that we have a speaker coming on, and I forget who we're talking about or like what they're talking about. Um, but we do have an event this Thursday, I believe, um, where we're having a speaker come on to talk about something. We've had uh, a good buddy of mine named Bunster come mm-hmm. on, yeah, Bunster. He's- Fantastic guy, one of the nicest people he ever.
0: Is absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, and we've had him actually come on and show like some soldering stuff and and some hardware hacking and everything. And it's just like ha- like and it's that's not something that usually you know people oh, talk too much yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, but it was really cool having him come on and be like, "These are some soldering techniques if you're going to make like you know your own badge or something." So. It was it was really cool having him on there, and we got a lot of people that RSVP'd for that event. So,
0: They're yeah, awesome. very
1: very cool. It's definitely something that we're trying to to bring more into it are the are the events because it draws a lot of people. And I mean, hell, even the admins and staff get excited about like setting them up. You know, like it's a little bit of work and everything, but it's a <laughs> blast doing it
0: but then again you sound so excited because I get it this this is this is your baby you must feel you know so proud of how many things you were able to touch on and accomplish and especially how many lives you were able to impact um, yeah it's someone who's you know wanting to come into your discord server for the first time what would you say are some of the key advantages to being a member in there?
1: So a couple of the key advantages one, And I touched on this a little bit before is we are not going to put you down for how much, you know, you come into this server. I don't care if you've never touched a computer in your life and you want to come in and you want to learn how to hack or you want to learn something about computers or whatever. Do not be afraid to ask. Obviously, you know, like we will. I have no problem even showing people how to do a little bit of the research if it's maybe Mm -hmm. something that you've not done before. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of people, including myself, we get asked the same questions over and over and over. And for as much as I absolutely love helping people, I do try to encourage them to do a little bit of the research, to go on Google, type in, you know, something how do i hack yeah like what are some hacking tools what are some things that i need you know how to get into this industry just
0: or even watch a youtube video that that helps that that can narrow down so much for you
1: oh yeah and there's there's a ton of great you know uh content creators out there including caleb who is studio sec who's my co-host on our podcast mm-hmm. which is the cyber monday show um he has a fantastic like playlist on his YouTube channel that goes over like cybersecurity 101. And he covers like some of the pre-security stuff that you see in try hack me. Right. It's it's all about helping people and bringing more people and enticing them to come into this, this industry. Um, but outside of, you know, not being put down for what you know or don't know, the other key advantage I think is the fact of it is just this, I mean, it, it is essentially its own like GitHub repo that, I mean, it, that's how I would consider it because you have a bunch of different resources, whether it's people, whether it's, um, you, you, I mean, you can go on there and look at, we have a, literally an entire section, excuse me, just for tools that people come across Right. we have stuff mm-hmm. specifically for blue teaming we have stuff specifically for red teaming I mean there's just there is so much on that discord server it's 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 really incredible um and I haven't I, thankfully I haven't had anybody say that it's like super overwhelming or anything to them okay. but it's it's again it's kind of one of those things where it's like man if you have any questions on anything like feel free to ask us. And I think for the the third reason why I, I, I recommend Republic of hackers is everybody is helpful. Like, it's not one of those servers that you jump in, and you never see any of the admins or anything, you know, talking or, or you know, uh, contributing to anything. Me, Mm-hmm. uh Raven Hacks is in there zero UID tennis player we are all admins and we are all in the channel's helping each other out we've got the EJPT study we've got the OSCP study group we're we're in all you're a one-stop of, shop we really are <laughs> i mean we 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 do we try to cover i mean there's there's a lot of the blue teaming stuff that we're you know we're we're trying to work more on mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it. like I said, it's just a plethora of, of things for you. You know, you don't have to worry about trying to go out onto the web and search for stuff. I mean, you can literally use our Discord and search for tools or keywords or anything, and you're going to pull up a ton of different stuff that That's is awesome. going to be really beneficial to you.
0: That really is awesome. Um, which one of the channels in your server would you say has the most um, – Like noise, not excluding your general
1: channel. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, (laughs) I am. I'm looking. I'm literally looking through it right now. Um, because we have so many channels. Um, I, I will say that our. I want to say like the offensive operations. One gets a lot, and I know our cloud computing one has gotten a lot too. Um, and I know the because we did just kind of start incorporating like a bunch of study groups, so okay. we've got them for OSCP, EJPT. We just started up a Security Plus and Network Plus study group, oh, so. Awesome those have been getting a, a decent amount of traction as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if I had to say anything, I think it would be the offensive security operations one that we've got that. I mean, again, everybody loves hacking, <laughs> you know, and learning more about it. So any chance yeah. they get to, to jump in there and learn something they're, they're going to.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, and another thing, you know, we interview people all the time. I know you do it on your show as well. And, Sometimes we're, like, a little overwhelmed because somebody comes in and you're like, tell me about you. And they start with the, well, I popped my first shell when I was <laughs> 12. I, I tend to not ask that question, but I do like to ask, what were you doing at 12? Were you trying to pop shells or was it something entirely different?
1: No, it was something entirely. I was probably playing with Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon <laughs> cards or something. I I didn't get I. I'm not one of those, like, and I'll, I'll use the term prodigy. Mm-hmm. I was not one of those people that tinkered with that kind of stuff early on. Like, I was way too busy playing video games and doing my own skateboarding and doing my own thing to, to even worry about computers. I don't think I really discovered that I had a knack for doing something with computers until high school. And that's when I started taking, well, and the thing is, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like cybersecurity related. It wasn't even IT related. I ended up taking um, two courses on web design and graphic design. So it was a lot of using like, um, God, what was it? Oh, it was Adobe Dreamweaver and Adobe yeah. Fireworks.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it, it wasn't even like super IT related. And I would even go as far as saying I didn't even really do anything with computers until I was probably 23 or so. So as far as IT goes, I was a late bloomer. Okay. <laughs>
0: Twenty-three is not really that late compared to some people out here. <clears throat> myself, um, <laughs> but you know, um, I feel like it's it's a really good age to start like figuring out where you want to go because this is this is absolutely a journey, and I'm learning this myself. Um, initially, you know, we all go in and we see the success stories of everybody that's you know been there before us and. I feel like most people don't tend to really stop and go into the struggle part of it. Yeah, they'll say, all right, yeah, it was a struggle, but I need to understand what the struggle was. If you ask me what my struggle was, I'll tell you. My first struggle was understanding what the hell is Linux, because I've, I've never seen Linux in life, and there's a bunch of alien language on my screen and i feel like it's independence day with will smith and jeff all over again (laughs) what what is this alien writing that i'm seeing um so i can tell you like from my experience that was the struggle trying to come to terms with the fact that you're going to be learning something that's like alien language and Mm -hmm. you know you need to be, be a little bit patient with yourself and not think it's it's the alphabet and you're doing a jumble, scramble, scramble or whatever, to put the words that the letters you already know into words, this is an entirely new thing. And I think like, you know, a lot of people when they give a story, they they kind of forget to mention that, you know, this was a struggle and this is how I overcame it. And I feel like it benefits me, us newbies um, so much. So can you please share what was one of your struggles and how you overcame it?
1: So it's still something that I deal with to this day, and that is, like, cybersecurity is this ginormous – think of it like a solar system. And then, like, there's all these different planets, and that's all of the different, like, topics that you can cover that that's literally like i guess like for me right off the hand that's like the best way for me to put it. it's like well you have this giant solar system and then there's all Mm -hmm. these different planets and all of them are different topics and and you know things that you can really focus your studies on and then it's like okay well like it's just it's a massive space and there's so much to learn and it's you know i mean I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, if I look at some of the other people in my server, there are people on there that are way smarter than me when it comes to hacking or blue teaming or whatever, because they've got the experience, they've got the years. I have only been really in the cybersecurity space working for almost a year now. There's some people like Raven Hacks on our in our server
0: mm-hmm. who
1: have eighteen years in there.
0: Oh wow. I'll treat I mean, green for
1: me. yeah, like his cybersecurity working, you know, experience can almost legally drink. <laughs> mine hasn't even learned to crawl yet. Like, we're—I mean, we're talking like
0: literally. My, mine, is still trying to find the egg. So let's yeah, there. yeah. Like
1: it's it's. I am super duper young in this, and there's still so much for me to learn. And I think that is like a big intimidating factor for a lot of people is that they look mm-hmm. at how much there is to learn and they look at maybe other people their age and they go, this dude, this guy knows, you know, or this girl yeah. knows so much more than me. And it's like, well, you have to look at how long they've been doing this. You know, like I said, like Josh isn't much older than me and he's, got all this years of experience on them and I've got very few. So it's like, you kind of have to kind of like, you know, like you said, keep the confidence in yourself, understand that it's not a destination. It's a journey.
0: And so Mm -hmm.
1: making sure that you really understand the concepts, understand the fundamentals and then build on that. It's not anything that you're going to be able to study in the course of a year and all of a sudden you're, you're a complete and utter expert on. I keep, I, I laugh because I'll scroll through my Facebook feed and I'll see, you know, advertisements for colleges that say, oh, become a cybersecurity expert in 24 <laughs> months. No, right. yeah. I don't give a care who you are, that ain't happening. You might have the degree, you know, and you might have a good amount of knowledge on it, but it's all schoolwork. You know,
0: it, it's That's that too, and the fact that you would not last a day on hack the box. Yeah,
1: it's like I mean, I I graduated you open, with you, an open a, you
0: open up that tab and in, in two seconds, you know, you're done. Yeah, you like
1: degree. I I have an associate's degree in cybersecurity. I will tell you right now, when I graduated from there, I would not have been able to pop one shell on even the easiest box. On hack the box, which mm-hmm. would probably be like blue or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you would not catch me doing that. I didn't know Linux and I took in a, a Linux administration class. It wow. didn't really teach me anything. It taught me all the different flavors of Linux, right? You know, like CentOS, Debian, Red Hat, all these, you know, sure. different mm-hmm. types, but it didn't dig deep into the different commands and how to manipulate different things within the, the Linux ecosystem. It just, it never did any of that. So it's like, like I didn't know what LS was. I knew how to CD in and out of directories, but it was like, you know, listing LS or anything wasn't, yeah. Like it wasn't a big factor. Like using like the more command to read something out of a file or cat, Mm-mm.
0: yeah or, or just the history when you leave and you know your screen goes dead and you power it back on and it's not there or you need you know you forgot a command from eons ago history history is my my go-to because um, i'm I'm yeah. always typing something wrong. I'm always forgetting a dot or a colon or something um but yeah I, I totally get what you mean um which brings me to this what was your most resourceful form of training then?
1: Um, I would honestly say, probably try Hack Me. Um, I it, they I've not talked to anybody about TriHackMe. I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that. I just really, really love their platform. It can go. I mean, you can study some very, very basic stuff, uh-huh. and it can transition to very, very complicated topics and concepts that they discuss and yeah I mean there is there's a plethora of stuff to learn on there and it's again it's, it's one of those things it's really good foundational knowledge and it helps prepare you for your workspace but like once you actually get to the workspace there's there's applications that triactme just they just can't touch on um but yeah I mean as far as as far as studying for things, Mm-hmm. Trihene was definitely my my number one go to and it is, still is I mean i we we've got a guy on our server that's almost completed every single room on there Ooh. and yeah, he's like top like ten percent in the world, and dude is just super smart, but yeah, I mean i, I there's there's tons of stuff on there that you can do, so
0: right and it wouldn't be fair if I didn't ask what's your least favorite platform to use for resources because uh, I know a lot of people go to YouTube but YouTube it, it, it's it's sometimes it's all over the place and I would just prefer if somebody had like one specific platform for me to go to so mine is mine is YouTube because when I get onto YouTube I end up going down a rabbit hole and I would start looking my, my search would be orange and by the time I get out of the rabbit hole I'm an AI <laughs> yeah well
1: i it's hard I, part of me like when you when you said youtube part of me was kind of like okay yeah like i can you know not everybody likes sitting there and watching somebody do something but if you pull up a youtube video on maybe a room that you're trying to do in hack the box or you know mm-hmm. or not a room that you know one of the the because i know like ipsec does hack the box stuff he'll go through yeah. all the you know the machines that you can actually stream um and they're you know, but his are really neat because it's it shows you, so you can kind of do the hands-on. Um, I don't know if I have a if I've got a bad platform that I don't like learning from. Um, I think I guess for me just because I don't use it that often. Um, and when I did use it, I did struggle, was probably hack the box. Um, and it's, it's honestly like, it's nothing against them. It is a fantastic thing.
0: The boxes are hard. That's all it is. They're hard. They are
1: very hard. There are some (laughs) that well, it's, I think my biggest issue that I have is their rating system. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because if you have somebody that attacks that box and they don't have a whole lot of knowledge, they're going to rate it as hard. But if you have somebody that attacks it and they've got a ton of knowledge and they breeze through it, they're going to be like, oh, well, this this was easy, you know, and they will rank it as easy. So there are some boxes on there that are labeled as easy or medium or whatever. And you go to start working on them. You're like, what is happening here? Like, Yeah,
0: that's that's good. Thank you for letting me notice, because I didn't even know that that's how it was graded. I thought, like, that's how they made it. And, you know, often, you know, I would get on there and try to do something and I don't know, maybe I have the worst luck or I just really, really suck at this, but I've never really been successful with anything. I get on there and I'm like, this is not easy at all.
1: What I usually try to tell people, and, and this goes more for hack the box than try hack me is I, I, I try to point as many people as I can to free resources. Okay. I'm very much trying to save people money Mm -hmm. going to hack the box. You are definitely going to want to spend the money on the membership reason for that is because the, they, it gives you access to all of the retired machines, Mm -hmm. all of the retired machines. You Mm -hmm. can have, you can pull up video walkthroughs on how to resolve them. Right. You can't do that on any of the free ones that are live that are brand new. Like, so if you if you are stuck or whatever and you don't know what you're doing, and you don't maybe you know have a, a Discord that you can reach out to and you're trying to do all this stuff on your own, you're not going to find any resources on that box. You're not going to find a walkthrough that's written or in video form. It they they prohibit it. So huh. pay the money. It's like ten bucks a month. Might be a little bit more. Just uh, I, I might be no, like thirteen or something. I think, it's, I think
0: something. it's ten. They 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 bill a card that, that that they bill my card, and I feel at this point it's like the gym membership now because, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't played, I haven't gone on it for a while, and I'm, I'm seeing that 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 ten dollars coming out every month. and I'm just I'm looking at that, and then the gym membership gets pulled out right after, and I'm like, okay, you're, you're, at least they're in order. Something's <laughs> happening.
1: Now, there's 20 bucks gone, but, uh, <laughs> but hey. no, like seriously, like I always tell people, like if, if you're going to do the hack the box route, it is beneficial to pay for it because I, I mean, I very much did the same thing when I was going through, um, Heath Adams, you know, practical ethical hacking course, I paid for it because he mm-hmm. had video walkthroughs on how to, you know, attack certain machines that were beginner friendly and it helped teach you the concept of like this is what you're doing this is why this works and this is why it's helping you get to point b you know and then so on and so forth it's it's just it's way more beneficial and the same thing with try hack me you know only there's going to be write-ups for for pretty much everything but you just get more stuff that's available to you i mean they they give you a decent amount for the free membership but um yeah it's just you know you get sucked in like you start doing absolutely. stuff on TryHackMe. and you're just I like
0: know.
1: wait this was all that was for free and then you're like oh crap well i really want to do more and so then you end up paying the ten dollars for that too
0: yeah and then you're great you're on the streak you're getting your badges you're getting the incentives which i absolutely love because i feel like you know it, it definitely gets you more connected to the platform it gives you something to look forward to um you know i feel like it's a a good motivation push to say hey you know don't miss out today and you're doing great you're doing fine and then you get up one you have one bad day you get up and you open up that tab and you're back to zero and you lost your streak
1: well there's nothing
0: more painful than losing your streak it literally genuinely hurts
1: (laughs) well and the 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 nice thing about their platform and it's it just God, I cannot say enough nice things about TryHackMe, um, is the fact that they video game it. You know, like there's streaks. There's, you know, you can complete, even if you complete one room, that's mm-hmm. all it takes is just one room. You could go into something and like where the they're, they're not even looking for a particular answer and you just says no answer. You just click the, the thing to complete it. That's completing that room and that goes towards your streak. So it's, and I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. Like I'm, I'm at fault for not being on there every single day. Having, you know, like there's some people I'm friends with that have like a, you know, 365 day streak on there. And I'm just like, you guys are insane.
0: Like, I, saw like, guys
1: are huh?
0: I saw someone with 405 and I'm like, have you no life? <laughs> like, How'd you do that? A whole year plus month.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, you got to figure in the fact, like, That's not taking any days off for Christmas, Thanksgiving, your birthday, birthday. like Easter. Yeah. Like every single day you're hopping on there doing at least a little bit of something. That is serious
0: dedication. And I feel like I hope at some point, you know, this this, um, conversation actually gets to their staff or something. But I really wish like they would look at people that are that dedicated to their platform and use them as well. to like, you know, maybe do something around the advent when they when they do that, that kind of thing. Um, rather than just the people that build all the amazing rooms i would I would like to see a little bit more inclusivity um and you know it can also be just used as a nice incentive as well. Well, and I think you know I mean this is just
1: you know my my take on things is you know if you've got some people and you got t- I mean to get into the top one or two percent on trihackney, you don't have to do a whole lot.
0: No you just gotta so- live in Germany because everybody from Germany's there.
1: Yeah, like I am not on there hardly at all. And if I were to log in right now, it would show me in the top 2% of TriHackMe members. They've got a ton of people on there. And it's like I'm not on there all the time. So, you know, when you have these people that are ultra dedicated to your platform Mm -hmm. and they are putting 250, 300, 350 days in a row Mm -hmm. on your platform, I – if, if if I was that me, I would maybe send them like a gift a or like a yeah, you know,
0: like a swag bag, you know, just as yeah. like a
1: hey, thanks for Thank you, you know spending yeah. so much time on our platform, you know, or maybe your your next year's free or something, just because I'm sure there's not that many people. Yeah, that'd be that really dope.
0: Yeah, because I mean, think about it a hundred. It literally is like a uh, hundred one twenty a year. So that that's, that's yeah if, if yeah we I go think to it's like one twenty a year yeah so that's like a hefty subscription there already uh, if you if you think about it that way if you ask someone hey come out of your pocket one twenty right now um no nobody's really you know gonna jump out and be like okay yeah, I'm doing that so I, like, I only pay monthly person... <laughs> exactly so for that person to sit down there and every month buy into your subscription that I feel like in some sense that should be rewarded with just more than a bragging badge on, on LinkedIn or something. Yeah. Oh, we had a question that came in. Does that devalue the top 1% that a lot of people include on LinkedIn or resumes? Um, the fact that there's so many people, No, I I think it's more based on skill. The fact that you're in the 1% or that has to do with the amount that you're doing, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. So as far as I'm aware, the percent that you are on Me is like how many rooms you've completed.
0: Right. But I mean, you figure,
1: I mean, there's, I don't know exactly how many rooms there are. But it's like there's definitely got to be probably close to four or five hundred rooms total on there you know that you can and they're adding more like every week
0: but so. i hope i hope it definitely does not devalue the 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 one percent because i'm i'm proud of my eight percent i'm in the i'm in the top eight percent and and i'm happy with that as, as it stands right now um and I, I, re- I really hope that, if you know, if somebody knew the numbers versus how many times they were going to see on, let's just say, 50 resumes and 43 of those resumes had top 1% on TriHackMe, um, I, I don't see the need for them them to be devalued um, because, you know, the majority of them are in that, that top percent. I feel like it goes more based on skill and dedication, if anything at all.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely, you know, if anything i think it adds value if you put you know that you're you're putting putting any kind of work on TriHackMe because if i'm an employer and this is something that i try to preach to even people on our right. discord and people on twitter if you put yourself out there like every time you complete a, a an entire room on try Me, at the very end it says oh congratulations And then it gives you the option to share this uh, accomplishment on a platform. So when you're connecting with people on LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever, even Facebook, you know, Facebook, maybe not so much. I I, I honestly, if I had to point somebody, it'd be Twitter or LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But sharing that stuff on there is showing people that are, you know, could be prospective employers and people looking to hire that you're doing this kind of stuff outside your nine to five, you know, that's, that's showing the passion and the drive to want to learn. So, and I mean, I'm, I'm a prime example of that. I, I networked with people on Twitter. I posted things that I was doing, was talking about things constantly. And I actually got my job from Twitter.
0: There you go. That's how you get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um how do you deal with your bad days um do you have like complete meltdown sessions do you have to find ways and means to be compressed what, what what's a bad day like for you
1: oh man i mean i, mean, it, I had it one all,
0: it can't all be rainbows on butterflies this is, a, this, is, <laughs> this is the industry no. that we're in we have good days we have we have bad days and i, I want to know what, what what does a bad day look like for you how do you you know cope with a bad
1: day i i'm very much a video game person so that's kind of how i decompress i if i'm having a bad day whether it's at work or whatever i step away from the computers i get away from them and i go and i play a video game or i will go to the gym and i'll work out or In the summertime, like I'm outside and I'm disc golfing Mm -hmm. or something like I'm doing something that's away from the screens, gets my brain completely off of whatever cybersecurity topic, whatever happened at work, completely shut off to all of that. And I get myself focused on something else because, and and, and this is again, something that we could go on for another 46 (laughs) minutes talking about is burnout like if you oh, yeah. don't give yourself breaks and you go off and you do other things you're gonna drive yourself to burnout and take it from somebody that is still sort of suffering from it because of how badly i crammed for things and if you take too long of a break you're gonna have a hard time coming back so kind of know when you need to kind of kick yourself in the rear and go okay nope let's yep that's we- a- we took a month or two off. Let's let's get back into the, the swing of yeah. things. I took too long of a break and I'm still kind of, you know, struggling here But Yeah. But yeah, you, you, that's that's usually what I do. If I'm having a bad day, my go-to is pretty much video games.
0: Okay. Are you pro-cert or anti-cert? Hmm. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I will say I am... I will say anti-cert for one reason. They are not, it's same thing with the the degrees. They are not required to get a job. They can help you get a job, but how I look at it and how so many other people in our industry look at it is that there are so many free resources available to you You have YouTube. You Mm -hmm. can do free stuff on TryHackMe. You can attempt to do free things on Hack the Box. There's Over the Wire. I think there's one called Under the Wire. There's, I mean, there's a ton of different resources. You can learn all of this stuff online for free, never spending a dime. There is no real reason for you to go and get, you know, an EJPT or whatever, unless I would say, you know, your, your company's going to pay for it. And they're like, Hey, we really want you to have this certification. We'll, we'll pay for it. Mm
0: -hmm. But this
1: is something that we want you to have. That's the only real. And like, for me, like I have uh, my SEC plus. Okay. I have my SEC plus. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I really needed it it was really nice. And it was for me, it was kind of like a big certification that I'm proud of actually acquiring. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I still would have gotten my job, even without Without
0: that. Okay. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that absolutely, you know, believe in certain, and they get like a little bit addictive, and you know, they want to get the trifecta, i ran through my linkedin page the other day and there was a guy who literally posted i want to say close about seventy, going on what 70 certs and i couldn't help but think like how does that how is that supposed to benefit you if you have that much training that much knowledge and you're just running after certification and it wasn't like a, a in a 20 year gap because I, you know, I did a little bit of digging. So no. it's not like, you know, over the years, you know, they were confused, trying to figure out what direction they were going in. This was someone four or five years in the industry. And I'm just there like, what was the motivation to get that many certifications? What job title were you going after? Were you that confused?
1: Well, and again, like it, as long as you're like, if your employer wants to sit back and and pay for, you know, like some of the more expensive ones in our industry are are the sand certifications. Yep. If your employer wants to pay for you to go and take those because they're like six grand a piece, by all yeah. means, yeah. go and and pay for it. But that is the only way you should really be paying for them. The only and yeah. I, I will say if you're going to pay for out of pocket, don't do it for a job. I guess for me, it would be like just do it as kind of validating that you know your skills. You know, mm-hmm. like if if you're hacking a ton and you're, you know, maybe working as a pen tester or whatever, maybe to validate your skills, you'll go and you'll get the EJ. Or the you know the OSCP or whatever, and just kind of have that as like a validation. Like I got this. These are hands-on practical certifications. There it is. It's it's shiny, you know, because eventually what it is is it's a piece of paper that hangs in a plaque somewhere.
0: Really, right. and uh, you know, the bottom of a pile in, in my house right now. I can tell you. Yeah, um, like
1: my Security Plus is sitting somewhere in a plaque that. You know, it's just collecting uh, dust because I don't have anywhere you, to put you,
0: it. You put it in a plaque. That's that's great. Um, I mean, remind me to get one for myself so I can feel <laughs> that much dedicated about the bottom of the pile somewhere <laughs> with a couple easy pass bills on top. Oh no, <laughs> that I'm sure of. Um, what is the future of cybersecurity like for you?
1: Oh man, um, I. I know i've still got a ton to learn that's that's for dang sure um mm-hmm. so it is definitely continued learning but i man i hope that i can still kind of stay in in maybe a more technical position i i will be honest again for as as, as appealing as the pen testing side of things is mm-hmm. um I've really been kind of leaning towards like the incident response side of things, you know, like when something, when your company hits some deep poo, you're the one that's kind of got to kick the gears up and, and figure out how to remediate the situation and do some investigative work to figure out, Well, how did this happen how can we you know lessons learned how can we prevent this from happening next time um and i'll even say too like the uh the threat researching side of things is very interesting too so well we'll see i've got i've got some friends that i can reach out to and and talk to about their different positions and see you know kind of get more of a feel for it like i said i'm only a year into this industry i'm still very very young I, I've got a lot of learning and a lot of time before I hit kind of one of those areas. Really I feel be. so.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, but I think definitely something blue team is the the long term goal for me.
0: Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Um, I like how you stress on the fact that you're still new, haven't been here already for what is almost three years.
1: Um, I've only really, I've only been working in working the field for a year. For about a year. right i've got about three more months left i think
0: right and i like the fact that you know you were able to be so transparent and say that you know it's a journey and it, it takes a while um which again brings me back to most of the stuff that i see tweeted out every day or on social media as as a whole via stupid ads and all of those things that sell you a dream that no it's it, it it really is i look at it and i'm like this is stupid you cannot be a whole cybersecurity analyst in three months where in the mm. world no we will take you from zero to no the only thing that the only person that wants to take you from zero to hero is is the army because i mean you come out and you have a gi bill but that's it. nothing else really um so when i see stuff like that you know i kind of want to advocate more for it is a journey and I love when people in the industry share that as well because mm. then you know whoever is new or now now trying to get an idea of what the industry is like we're not misled you know oh um, no, like yeah all the ads that you see out there telling you you can get this done in three months when it's like um no three years there's a typo there
1: Well, and the thing that I think a lot of people that get into this industry might have a misconception on is the fact that it's like, oh, well, once I get a job, like I'm square, like there's not going to be like learning or anything I have to do. No, you are constantly learning. That is, Mm -hmm. you will learn things the rest of your life. I have a friend who is in his 40s, just got a job and- is going to have to learn more things. It, it, it's it, In our industry, you are forever learning. Yep, there's forever gonna be, yeah. yeah, there's always going to be new vulnerabilities. There's always going to be new exploits. There's always going to be new threat actors. There's always going to be new technology that you're going to have to learn how to utilize. There's always going to be new defenses you're going to have to set up and put in place. It just It's never ending, and you definitely have to stay on top of your game.
0: All right. We are coming to the top of the hour, but I, I, I need to get some questions off my chest. Um, right. What's your take on Elon Musk taking over Twitter? Because <laughs> I know most of our InfoSec people and most of our InfoSec lives are spent there. So I feel like we're all living in this big uh, Twitter dome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear your views on, on you know, what do you think is going to happen? Are you going to stay? Are you going to leave?
1: No, I will forever stay. Let him <laughs> Let him buy out Twitter i he's already been talking about putting an edit button why have we not had this yet like just like if i send out a tweet and i'm like crap i misspelled something Mm -hmm. i have to delete the tweet and then i have to retype it out or you know if i was smart enough to copy and paste it before i deleted it it's just it's doing too much let us i don't see why it's so hard to put in an edit button
0: yeah they definitely fumbled the ball on that one because they could have made a lot of money because i kid you not if they charged me 25 cents a quarter every time i needed to hit that edit button take my card sign me up bill me automatically every time i hit that edit button i would pay to use that if it was a I feature would not. i would pay. i
1: i would not and for one reason <laughs> because i would murder that <laughs> edit button i would be looking at that going man my rent's less <laughs> Like, I'm like, man, either I need to start learning how to type or that would be when I delete Twitter. That'd be like, I can't, it's it's running too much money for me.
0: So there you answer the question. That would probably be a reason to leave Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there anything else that you would like us to know about you? I always give the opportunity to like talk about your background, your family, your parents, tell somebody hi, um, just right about before we wrap up.
1: Well, I will just again, give a uh, huge thanks to Parker for inviting me on the show and for you for hosting this. This has been thank a fantastic you, you. experience. <laughs> Miss Allie, wish she was here, but you know, maybe next time.
0: Missed
1: um, <laughs> her by one week. Dang. Um, But yeah, no, it, it's been a fantastic experience being on here. I, I love the, the whole podcasting thing. So yeah, if. There's ever a time you guys want to have me back on, I will be more than more than happy to, to oh,
0: absolutely
1: pop back in.
0: A couple months in when you change positions when you get into that IR rule. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a
1: little a little Actually, longer than a couple months. <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't know how much you're you're gonna be able to tell us. Um but it's gonna be a uh, lot
1: of me looking like this going, no, I can't say <laughs> that. <it." laughs>
0: maybe you're going to have a pen and paper like, oh, messed up there. Oh, messed up there, too. You know, I have this uncanny thing that when I feel like I say something off on a phone call, I've just automatically I go, oh, hi, fads. (laughs) Didn't really mean that. Okay. (laughs) You can disconnect me now.
1: Getting a hold of you going, hey, you need to beep this out or edit this out. You can't have that in there.
0: David, thank you so much for stopping by today. It was amazing having you on the show. Thank you for being so transparent with us about your journey and your future in cybersecurity. It was amazing having you on. And again, from Parker, myself and Ali, thank you so much for joining us tonight. To our viewers and listeners, thank you so much for stopping by. So sorry Ali wasn't here, but I promise you she will be back next week and This is Tish at Little Miss Muffin Cup. Where can we find you, David?
1: You can find me at makeshift on Twitter.
0: All right. There you go, guys. Makeshift on Twitter. Like, follow, subscribe. And definitely try to get into that Republic of Hackers Discord. Thanks. Bye. Bye.